Hello and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. We exist to see lives transformed through Jesus and are located in the heart of Surrey, BC, Canada. To find out more, visit us at horizonchurch.ca. We hope this message blesses and inspires you. Merry Christmas. Thank, can we just show our appreciation to our worship team? Who, yeah. They were here late last night and came here at one o'clock today so that we could enjoy that wonderful uh, tapestry of music. Uh, There's a group of people, one person <laughs> primarily that worked on that video that's in-house, uh, shot, produced and everything. So well done. And uh, here we are at the precipice of Christmas, the beginning. It's not the end, but it's beginning of the end. Christmas, home. When I was young, uh, one of the highlights where I probably felt Christmas most at home was at my grandparents' house. Uh, we would travel from the mountains of BC and the West Kootenays and travel 10, 12, 13 hours, depending on how the weather was, from our home in the cusp to my grandparents' home at that time in Alliance, Alberta, which is east of Edmonton. So a long, long wait. And back in those days, there was not things like uh, an Xbox to entertain you, no DVD to play, no nothing, uh, you, nothing except draw the line on the seat between you and your sibling and do not cross it. If you've had kids or you've been a kid with multiple, you know what I'm talking about. And that was something that you could do. You could fight with each other. But we would, uh, the, the journey was a long journey and it always seemed like it was either really early in the morning because my dad would get home from work and we would as it always is in, a fa in our family anyway, I don't know about yours, throwing last minute things into a bag so that you can make sure you've got everything. The laundry is still drying because there's six kids and somebody forgot to get their clothes together, usually me, and I'm still that guy. I wait to pack until the morning of, sometimes half an hour before we go. My wife drives her crazy, but started back, back then. And so we would get in the car and we would drive and for us, We'd stop often in Revelstoke, which is uh, just a, for us was a big town of probably 10,000 people. Had fast food at it, uh, which was for us A&W. A&W, we'd get back then, if you show my age, be a big glass jar of A&W root beer that we would share. And that would be it. And we begin the journey. And I always used to ask my dad, how do you know where you're going? And he would say, I'm following the yellow lion, Craig. That's how you shut up a six-year-old. You're like, wow, that's amazing. Just keeps on going. And we would drive and drive and drive. And, and invariably, my dad, because he was a truck driver, would get us to play this little game where we would keep track of what kind of big rig was going by, whether it was a, a Kenworth, you'd mark it, or a Peterbilt, or a Western Star by seven years old. All of us knew which car, truck was which, keeping track of it. I don't know what the prize was, but I think the prize was for my dad to not have six kids fighting with each other. Instead, we we're looking at the vehicles coming down the road. But the journey was not the exciting part for me. I was anticipating the arrival of getting to my grandparents' home. Not so much my grandfather. I was always a little scared of my grandfather, a little gruff, and I didn't really know how to take him. But my grandmother, to me, was warmth. And uh, when we would get there, she was just loving on us and hugging us and kissing us and, and getting us things. And she would ignore when we would try to steal the butter tarts that were there, sneak in and grab one. She would ignore it most of the time until there was a, okay, Craig, that's enough. Uh, 
piling the homemade quilts when you used to make, I don't know, people still do it, little squares and put them all together. And she would pile them on top of us because it was so cold, lived in a little house. There was a little house on the prairie, literally in Alliance, and it was cold and just felt so warm than at home because we hardly ever saw her because in those days, and I'm dating myself now, a long distance phone call. Remember, there was no email. Uh, there was none of that. There was a long distance phone call. And the first three minutes cost a lot. And then it was so much a minute after that. And so we tried to get all our greetings in and say hello. And hi, grandma, and this is what I'm doing. And I, yes, I'm still, I'm still passing. And all the questions that grandparents ask. And you try and get it all done in, in just a few minutes. And then other times we would write a letter to her. And she would write one back. And uh, I feel like I was born in 1870 when I'm starting. To, I'm hearing my voice outside. What's going on? Uh, but that's how it was. So when we, it was all good to get a letter from her. It was wonderful to hear her voice on the phone. But what really was significant for me was being with her. Being with her in her home and where she just made you feel at home. And it's kind of what Christmas is all about. And when I think about Christmas is that the greatest moment of, of Christmas is that God became flesh and dwelt among us. He gave us the greatest present that he could ever give anyone, which was the gift, much like my grandmother, the gift of his presence, God with us. God created us, and, and the Bible tells the story that humanity rejected God, and we wandered from God, and sin came into the world. But even in that moment, God said, promised I'm going to send a, a deliverer one day and he's going to save you from your sin. He's going to crush the enemy who's trying to uh, destroy your life and you're going to be able to be reconciled to me. And so he started that and he would show up at various times in pillars of fire and pillars of smoke and he would speak through prophets and they would write down messages and they would convey those messages. And to me, it's almost like when Jesus came, God was saying, I don't want to be just the God who speaks once in a while like, and writes letters to them. I want to be with them. I want to come close to them. I don't want to be the God afar off or the God that's kind of around, but I want to be with them. I need to be. The Gospel of John says it this way. The Word became flesh and blood, that's Jesus, and moved into the neighborhood. We saw the glory with our own eyes, the one-of-a-kind glory, like Father, like Son, generous inside and out, true from start to finish. And as the, the video said, that we're all looking for a home. But the beautiful thing, the story of Christmas is that instead of us trying to find God, God actually came to us in the person of Jesus and said, I'm bringing home with me. I'm moving into the neighborhood, moving into the world that's dark with sin and, and decay and desolation. And I'm moving in and bringing life and hope into the middle of it all. And I'm glad that God moved into my neighborhood. And I'm glad that God moved into the neighborhood called Earth. There was a number of years ago for us that it was a particularly difficult time. My, my grandmother passed away. A couple of marriages that were close to us and then our extended family blew up. Uh, I lost my job. People that were close to us uh, turned their backs on us for all kinds of different reasons. And I remember going through that and sensing and knowing God with us in a more significant way maybe than any time up to that point in my life. I'm so thankful that God is with us. He's not just the God out there or the God around, but he's God with us. He's with us today in our anxiety. He's God with us today in our addictions. He's God with us in our imperfections. 
He's God with us in the middle of our family situations that we can't seem to solve. He's God with us in our imperfection. He's God with us in our sexual dysfunction. He's God with us in the pain of divorce and in our financial pressure. He's God with us when we sit in the waiting room being treated for a disease that we had no idea that we would ever have uh, come to our way. We are grateful that he is God with us in our everyday, in the highs, in the lows, and in the in-between. God with us. Because he's not only God of our everyday, he's God of our one day. Jesus. Because all of us, whether we believe it or not, whether we want to or not, one day we'll stand before God in eternity. And we will say, and he will say to us, why should I let you in? And our question, do we know about God? Are we around Jesus or is he Jesus, God with us? Because Jesus said this, or the Bible says this about Jesus. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, Jesus, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting or eternal life. And God sent a savior. Because if our greatest need had been education, God would have sent an educator. If our greatest need had been technology, God would have sent us a scientist. If our greatest need had been money, God would have sent us an economist. If our greatest need had been pleasure, God would have sent us an entertainer. But our greatest need was and is forgiveness. And so God sent a savior. And that is why the angel said to the shepherd, when he said, God with us, that is good news of great joy to all people. The same people that God said, whoever believes in me will not perish, but have everlasting or eternal life. Those are the same people that say that the good news of great joy to all people, whoever believes, because Jesus has come for all people. The people who think they're on the outside, the people who think there's no way for them, the people who feel like they failed too much, the people who aren't sure how to move forward. He came for the skeptic who was like, I'm not sure about this. He came for the one who seems to have it all together, but on the inside is not sure. He came for the ones who, have, who know him now and look back on their life and say, my life is different and better because Jesus came into my life. Instead of the God out there, he's the God with me. He came for every tribe, every tongue, every nation, every people group under heaven. He came, God with us. Because Jesus has room for everyone and he offers us reconciliation instead of condemnation. God with us is hope for our everyday, but it's also hope for our one day. Do we have room for Jesus? Shanda and I, when, before we had kids, we were the favorite auntie and uncle. Because we are the ones like, and this is the joy of being an auntie and uncle or a grandparent as we are now, is that you can give them all the candy, you can give them all the chips, you can keep them up late, and then at the end of it all, you send them home to their parents. It's a wonderful thing. But when we were the aunts and uncles, that was fine. But there came a day in 1996 that we had our own child who came to live with us. And everything in our life changed from that moment. I can remember on August, in that August day, and you know, looking back, and the nurse was walking back to the hospital after helping us bring Alexandra to the car, and I was like, why is she going? We don't know what we're doing. And Alexandra came and lived with us. 
and was a day that changed everything in our life because no longer did we have kids around that we just went on our terms. But here she was in the middle of the night waking us and letting us know that she was hungry in the middle of the day, letting us know when she was happy, when things were not good, when things were good. Everything about our lives began to change when we went from having a knowledge of kids to having one live with us. And in a similar way as our team comes, it was kind of how we look at Jesus. Many of us know about Jesus. We might even know some of the story. The angels came, there's shepherds, there's all kinds of things happening. Might know about Easter. So we know about Jesus. And then there's others who have been around Jesus. Maybe they grew, maybe you grew up in the church or maybe you kind of come once in a while, but really he's just around. And then there's still others who for the very first time might be here and they're saying the idea that God came to be a man and come with us to reconcile us to God is a new, something new for you. But for all of us, just like Shanda and I with our daughter, life begins to shift when we move from being around Jesus to knowing about Jesus to living with Jesus or having Jesus live inside of us. Everything begins to change from that moment on. And in a moment, uh, our, we're going to have a special song called The Prayer. I invite you to stay seated and enjoy it, and I'll be back in just a moment.
life be kind. We ask that life be kind. And watch us from above. And watch us from above. We hope each soul will find. We hope each soul will find the meaning of true love. The meaning of true love. Let this be. Just like every child Just like every child Needs to find a place Guide us with your grace Give us strength so we'll be saved Lead us to a with your grace Give us faith so we'll be of us would find our home, not in just in a place, but in the person of Jesus Christ. See, the Bible tells us that God created the heavens and the earth. He created humanity and we wandered from him, but he's made a way back to him. And some of us have known Jesus for a long, long time. And some of us are hearing it for the first time, but all of us, God's made a way through the person of Jesus to find a way home. And we probably realize though, that right now in our world, it's a little bit crazy and it's the effect of sin in our world, the brokenness of sin, because sin destroys us, it destroys our relationship, it destroys our world. But because of Jesus who came, not just at Christmas, but also we celebrate his, burial, his death, burial and resurrection at Easter. And God made a way for us to come close, to find our home, the home for our hearts, the home for our lives, the home for everything that is meaning to us in the person of Jesus Christ. That's why Christmas still has meaning. That's why we gather today and we celebrate with two billion plus people around the world whose lives and generations have been changed by the power of the person of Jesus. He's not just the God out there. He's not just the God nearby, but he could be the God right there with us on the inside of us. And in a moment, we're gonna, some of us reflect, all of us reflect, I should say, on who Jesus is. For some of us, we walked with Jesus for a long, long time, and our reflection might be, it's so good to know Jesus. It's, I'm so grateful to have Jesus as the forgiver and leader of our life. For some, it might be, I've wandered from God and, and over this last year or two, and I recognize that I need to come home to Jesus afresh. I've known you, Jesus, but I kind of wandered a, a little, and I need to come home. And for some of us, it might be, the very first time that we ask Jesus to be the forgiver and leader of our life and come in inside and forgive our sins and reconcile us to God and begin a journey with God that forever alters our destiny. 
Notice I didn't say it makes everything all easy, sunshine and lollipops, but we have God with us through the highs and the lows, through the ups and the downs, with us, God with us. And in a moment, I'm gonna pray and then we'll close out our service. The greatest present that Jesus ever, that God ever gave, gave was the person of Jesus Christ, the gift of his presence, God with us. In a moment as I pray, maybe you'll pray along with me, whether you're just reflecting on the goodness of God at this Christmas season, your heart's full, or you're saying, I need to make my way back home. I, I'm a follower of Jesus, but I've wandered a bit, or I wanna make him the forgiver and leader of my life. Lord Jesus, we're so grateful to know you. We're thankful that we get to celebrate who you are. Thankful that you came miraculously. Thank you that you came to reconcile us to yourself, that you paid the price through your death, burial, and resurrection so that we can be reconciled to God, not just the God out there or the God nearby, but the God with us. We're so grateful for who you are. And Lord, for those of us that would say, mm, I've wandered a little bit, Jesus, forgive me. I, I wanna come home in a new and a fresh way. I want my fellowship to be restored. Thank you that you've never left me, you've never forsaken me, but I've wandered from you and I'm coming home. Or for those that have never made Jesus the forgiver and leader of their life, Lord, I thank you that you came in the person of Jesus. You died for me. I recognize that I'm a sinner and I ask you to come in and lead my life. Thank you for who you are in the strong name of Jesus. Amen and amen. We hope you enjoyed this message from Horizon Church. To find your next step, visit horizonfam.ca. Have a great week.